on the podcast. Yep. Two weeks. We had a two week hiatus and surprisingly a lot of people asked me, my mom today was like, your uncle was asking why the podcast didn't come out. And I was like, dang it. He was like, is the podcast over? Like I wrote you out of my will. <laughs> no. Um, and one of my friends texted me too. She was like, Hey, just checking in that everything's okay. Cause I saw there was an episode released. I was like, yeah, girl, everything's fine. Besides I broke my ankle, but you broke it like the day before you were moving. So. I know that was like the, that was like the real karma. Honestly, that's what that felt like but I live to tell the tale unfortunately so here we are (laughs) Nicole's just not good at fences yeah that's we'll just leave it at that (laughs) yeah let's just leave it at that okay well what's been going on with you in the last two weeks I mean since the last time I was on the podcast I got a new tooth oh my gosh this is the update that that people want this is the update that people want (laughs) and it has yet to come out and there's nothing wrong with it which is surprising But yeah, so if you listen to the last episode, you would find out that I lost my tooth in a wave pool at Elitch's and I had been gluing it back in with tooth cement that I got from Walgreens, but it it was only lasting for about a day or so before it would just fall out. I went to go get a bagel before I went to Elitch's. And I was like, uh-oh, my tooth is definitely going to fall out at Elitch's. And I knew we were going to ride water rides. So I was really worried already. And so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, was, it would be worse if I lost it on a ride. <laughs> I guess, but, but like, think about someone like stepping on that in the wave pool. Yeah, that, but that made me laugh. I mean, it almost <laughs> worth it, you know? Right, because if it falls off on a ride, it's just like down in like no man's land. Like, yeah, exactly. find a maintenance worker, that's like the least weird thing they found. <laughs> Imagine a maintenance worker finding me like someone something bad happened here. <laughs> I don't know what the they're, like, <laughs> they're looking for like other bones around. <laughs> they put up like the crime tape just around the tooth. Yeah, just around the tooth. <laughs> just the fallen tooth. Yeah. Um, so maybe this was better because it's just like funnier to think that someone like stepped on me, like, what the fuck is this? It's hurt <laughs> my foot, and then they pick it up and it's just a human tooth. Wait, cool. do we think it's sunk like sank to the bottom? Well, yeah. Oh, it doesn't flow. I'm pretty sure it sinks. Jackie's like, I already tested the buoyancy. (laughs) What's a fake tooth even good for? I don't know. Storing drugs, perhaps. I did store a little bit of cocaine in there. You would think that would just like absorb, right? Oh, it absorbed, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was hyped up. That's why it fell out. That's why it fell out. Yeah, I know, but it fell out to the bottom of the wave pool. And of course, the bottom of the pool was white. And I was looking for a white tooth. And well, and the pool's like constantly moving. Well, it hadn't yet. It was between waves. And then the buzzer rang <laughs> to indicate that they were about to start the waves. And I'm like, I've lost my chance to look for it. <laughs> and then you're just walking around with one tooth missing. With one tooth. Yeah. I don't know. Let's just catch you all up to to today. I had a big work presentation and woke up with a uh, yeast infection. And if you've ever had to do a presentation with a yeast infection, you know that that means it's on expert mode. (laughs) Because there's nothing like standing in front of a bunch of people while your coochie has to itch. And you can't do anything about it. You can't do shit about it shifting around yeah I'm just like standing where they're like are you okay and I'm like hardly 
you're like uh, honestly still alive barely breathing mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know if i don't know if this is obvious but every time one health problem goes away a new health po- problem has popped up for me that's pretty much it yeah but anyways speaking of health how are you doing <laughs> You're such a vision of health right now. (laughs) I'm the vision of health, the picture of health. Um, I'm good. Actually, I feel really good. (laughs) I'm like, I'm on a lot of painkillers. No, I, um, (laughs) I did hurt my ankle two weekends ago when I was moving. It was the weekend I was moving. We'll put it in that context. I had moved all my stuff down and then I hurt my ankle the day I needed to clean my entire apartment And it was just not a good, it was just not a good time. It's on the mend though, but it was really hard because where I was moving was back in with my parents, which just made the whole debacle even worse. And I'm, you know, life update. I am living in my parents' house and it's actually been fine. You know, it's been good, but it's one of those things where I hurt my ankle, so I couldn't drive. So, and I also couldn't clean my apartment. So um, shout out to Lexi. She came over and cleaned my entire apartment for me and was there. She took me to urgent care. She went and met her mom to get me crutches and a boot while I was at urgent care. She got her shift covered for work and then she cleaned my apartment. Then I had to call my mom like a high schooler to come pick me up. And my stepdad had to come up, drive my car down to Elizabeth. Lexi stayed at my apartment and finished cleaning it after I had left. So, oh my God, what a true friend. She's the real MVP of the day. She was randomly driving by because she nannies for a family over by my old apartment. And she just called me at midnight and she was like, I don't even know why I called you. Like, you're never up that late. And I answered and I was like crying and I was like, I really hurt myself, like blah, blah, blah. And so she came over and she came back first thing the next morning. So she was just really, really great. Basically already on my way to move into my parents' basement my parents then had to come pick me up and drive me home. And then I was physically immobile for like days. I couldn't drive. I had to ask my mom to drive me somewhere if I needed to go somewhere. Then I was supposed to stay downstairs and I couldn't go down the stairs. So now I'm sleeping in a twin bed in my childhood room. Oh, it turns out my ankle was severely sprained. It wasn't broken, but so I'm like in bed in a twin bed, in my childhood room, can't drive anywhere. I have to ask my mom to drive me places. So I regressed like 10 years minimum. <laughs> like two weeks. Yeah. In like two weeks it was, but now, you know, that was rough. Last week was really rough. I was having a hard time, but I, this week I felt way better. That's my life update. But obviously what we kind of want to segue into is the episode topic. Oh, you know what? This would be a perfect time to be like, before we get into the episode, we just want to thank a couple of our partners. Like, God. anyway. <laughs> okay. Now that we've thanked our partners, we're going to jump into the topic, <laughs> which is we're going to be doing an episode about moving back in with your parents in adulthood, basically, whether you moved out just for college and move back in or moved out to just live on your own and work and move back in, whatever the situation is, it's more common than people think. And I think it's, it's a tough transition and there's a lot of moving parts and different emotions associated with that and pros and cons. So we just want to talk about all of that today and dive into what it's like because we've both experienced it. Yeah. I mean, this is something that we both experienced. So 
the angle that we want to take on it is it's not always easy. And while there's a lot of benefits, I think that there's definitely a process to figuring out the best way to do it and also how to remain in a good headspace when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about like the reasons why we would want to move back in, mm-hmm. what we what the effects are from that, and then how to kind of mitigate those effects. We just want to say up top that being able to move back in with your parents is a privilege and it's not it's not something that everyone can do or wants to do based on their relationship with their family or really any situation. And so it's not, not everyone can do this. And there are a lot of benefits financially and otherwise that we'll get into, but we know that this isn't a reality for everybody. So we just want to say like, we're not just assuming that anyone can do this, but this is just for anyone who has done it or who is maybe even considering it and feels a little like on the fence or something. So to get more of a feel of that, we did, we, we did some polls on Instagram. And so we'll share the results of that. And then kind of jump into the rest of the episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we wanted to hear from people and see how common it was and what the reasons were for moving back in. So we asked, would you consider moving back in with your parents in adulthood for financial or other reasons? A lot of people said yes. 75% of people said yes. I, I would have to guess that this number is higher because of COVID. Yeah. And you also have to think about like the demographics, like a lot of people who listen to this podcast live in Denver (laughs) and it's so expensive. Yeah. Denver rent prices are wholly ridiculous in all places, pretty much, unless you want to live in like pretty terrible apartment, then you're going to be paying at least 800 and that's on the very low end. That's like really low. I would be hard pressed to find anywhere to live for $800 in Denver. And that's like, if you're living with roommates and you're in a house probably, Mm -hmm. and you have like, there's like multiple rooms or whatever, but it's like, for me, I mean, this is just me looking at studio apartments. I could barely find anything under $1,500 for studio. And this is happening, not only in Denver, but like all major cities, but Denver's like, exponentially increasing it feels yeah like. yeah it's one I feel like it's got to be one of the worst cities right now to move to because it's yeah. just like the, the prices are so high and there's so many people moving here all the time mm-hmm. that the traffic just cannot like the infra- infrastructure cannot keep up with right. the amount of people moving here and it's like I mean if you really want to move somewhere like by all means if you feel like you want to go ahead please But just so you know, that's one of the problems that you're going to face here. So Mm -hmm. out-of-staters, beware. Beware. It is so expensive here. You can't afford it. Don't move here. Okay. So it's it's actually not that cool here. It's not, honestly. I was just thinking today, I was like, there's not an ocean here. Like, why wouldn't you want to go somewhere that has mountains and ocean? Like Oregon. Yeah. Go patronize Oregon. Okay. Um. (laughs) So the next question we asked was, have you moved back in with your parents? And we got 60% yes, 40% no. So Mm -hmm. still the majority is yes, people have, which I was kind of surprised by. Like, I either thought it would be like more of a 50-50 split or even less. Like, maybe that's just me because I've, I haven't done it until now. And I really didn't think that I would, but it just came to be the 
the most beneficial option. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel, again, I feel like if you had asked this before COVID, for sure, it would have been a little bit more 50-50. I totally agree. So then we asked people what was or is the most beneficial part of moving in with your parents. And we got a decent amount of responses. Uh, A lot of people just said financial. Mm -hmm. And I think it was more leaning towards like, oh, I really want to pay off all my student loan debt or just all of my other debt in general, or just like on the other side of it, if they don't have any debt to save money. A few people said that they wanted good food and maybe like a connection with them. And then that they could maybe start new projects if they were living at home. And one person just said that they wanted to be abstinent. <laughs> yeah, that one person was Tanner. We haven't dragged him in a while on the podcast, and I think it's time. I think it's, I think it's well past due that we drag him. <laughs> yeah, if he's going to be in here harassing us in our polls, he deserves it. Yes, he said he wanted to be abstinent. Lucky for him, that wasn't even the case. So go off, I guess. But on the flip side of that, we asked what was what is or was the hardest transition Some people responded feeling like they're going backwards. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it was me. Other people responded setting boundaries, privacy, and then kind of just like tough relationships with parents, like maybe just kind of like butting heads with parents, I think is a big one. Yeah, I think think that was it for me. Right. Is that it strained my relationship with my parents alternately. Mm -hmm. Which is something that can happen. Like you could think, oh, you're going to like have so much, so much, of a better relationship with them and it could go absolutely in the opposite direction. Those were all the polls, those were the results and that's the episode. <laughs> you really That's it. Bye. See you guys next week. We said we wanted it to be short and <laughs> we did it. There it is. Yeah. No, we just we really like hearing from people and I feel like polls are a good way to interact with people and not take a lot of their time. So there's a few things we want to talk about with moving back home reasons why you would do it benefits pros cons all that the first thing you want to start with off the top which is like probably the main reason that people move home is to save money or for financial reasons to pay off debt which Jackie mentioned before so when you lived at home did you feel like you saved a lot of money or were you paying off student loans um yeah I didn't have any debt that I was paying off luckily it was mostly just because I had gone on a trip and it had used more funds than I thought that it was going to. So then once I got back from the trip, I was absolutely demolished money-wise. So you, I know that you're paying off debt and that's like a huge goal of yours while you're moving home. Yeah. So the main reason I moved home is like you said, I, I'm paying off credit card debt and student loans. And I also really needed a new car. My car is out the door on its last legs, maybe no legs left at this point. Yes. I'm trying to just kind of make a few moves that it's just very, very hard to do. Like in my personal situation, I didn't need to move home because like I couldn't afford to live somewhere. I can't afford it. It's just, that becomes my entire paycheck. You know, my entire paycheck goes to rent. And then what do I have left? So It was just, it was going to be very hard to pay off my debt, get a new Mm -hmm. car, which I kind of needed. Like my car is pretty unreliable. I was like, I can either keep living under a ton of stress about money and slowly, very slowly paying off my debts and be in debt until I'm 35, 
or I could move home for one year and pay off at least all my credit card debt and get a new car and pay, be able to pay that off like over the, you know, a longer period of time, but yeah. be able to afford to have a payment like that, which I wouldn't be able to afford. Or the bottom line is the hardest part about living in a city is like, especially Denver or any other really expensive city is that you pay your rent and it's so expensive and you're paying that amount because you're living in a city where things are so accessible and whatever else, the benefits of a city, but you can't even enjoy the benefits of the city because you can't afford to do anything else besides pay your rent. (laughs) So stupid. So it was like, people would always be like, well, you just need to stop going out to eat or like going and doing things. I'm like, that's the reason I live in the city. So I can go do stuff like that. So what's the point of me living in a city if I don't have any disposable income to enjoy the city? Yeah. You're just going to have like extreme FOMO because you're not going out and doing anything. That's the main reason. Um, Another thing is like, I would love to buy a house or buy property or something. And I, you know, something that, like you said, you're throwing away money when you're renting. That's Mm -hmm. obvious. That's, that's a hot take, but when you buy a house, like that's something that's going to increase in value. That's an investment, obviously. Like, and it's something that I want to do. And that was just nowhere in the cards for me because I'm so busy paying off debt because I'm literally like a slave to my Mm -hmm. debt. And I was like, at the very least, if I could pay my debt off, I could start saving money. So mm-hmm. it's just, those are the main reasons. And I think that's a lot of people's reasons for moving home. Yeah. It's also like, it's really hard to save towards something when you're, when you have debt. Cause you're like, that should actually be the first priority. And then right. you feel bad if you like save money. You're like, why am I saving this money when I owe someone? Exactly. And you're losing money when you have debt because it's, it's gaining interest. So I mean, technically you've already lost that money. But when it gains interest, you're losing that money too, even more money. <laughs> so you're actually paying, yeah, so you're paying like twice what you spent. So the kind of second most common reason I think that people move home is health reasons. So whether that's mental health, physical health, you need some sort of like a reset or a break, you need more care, you need to be around family. Um there's a ton of reasons. I think a lot of people go through something where they they're having a very, very hard time with their mental health or something happens with their physical health where they can't fully take care of themselves the way like they break their ankle or something. Yeah. Like they break their ankle. I mean, it doesn't happen often, <laughs> but you know, if it was something more chronic or something more long-term or something, I mean, I think that's like the main reason that that's the second main reason that people move home. And I think this can be really good like especially if you have a great relationship with your family or you need extra care and your family members can provide that you need to be around people and have people around to hold you accountable for taking care of yourself the way you need to etc yeah and I do just want to mention that on the other side of things like sometimes it can be really good to move home but also depending on your mental health situation moving home could be could be destructive for your mental health it, it could even be like harmful to yourself if you don't have a good relationship with the people that you live with and yeah and for my situation I moved home when I was really depressed and I felt like it just added to the guilt of being depressed if you think that your parents would maybe add to the strain of your mentality then it might not be worth it even like financially Yeah, definitely. And I think that was something that I was afraid of. Like when I lived at home last was when I was in high school and my, like I've talked about on the episode about anxiety, my mental health was really, really bad at that time. And so I have always been 
wary of moving home because I'm like, what if I regress? Like, what if it gets bad again? But I think that's just case by case. There's really no right answer to that. I think you just have to listen to your mind and know um, what's going to be best for your situation. And it might not be moving home. It might be staying independent, even if that is harder financially, you know? So this obviously, like I said, up top isn't mm-hmm. for everybody, but yeah. Cause I, I just think that overall your mental health trumps your financial health. Always. A hundred percent. If you're not mentally healthy, you really can't do much else. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I think to us, if you're not mentally healthy, you pretty much have nothing. You know, that's like my mental yeah. health is everything to me. If I'm not oh, doing well, I can't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like can't function when it's bad. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people can relate to that who have, who deal with mental illness. So, mm-hmm. however, um, we do want to talk about some of the benefits or just some of the upsides of moving home. Cause it can be an emotion that can come with it is feeling like a little defeated or feeling like you failed maybe like not for everyone, but I think that can creep in a little bit of just being like, I lived on my own. I was independent. Like for me, I'm moving from living in a studio by myself for the first time, you know, living alone, being the most independent I've ever been to living with my parents, like, or with my mom, and my stepdad. And so I just think that was kind of scary for me, but the biggest thing that has been super helpful to me. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I'm like the busiest person on earth somehow. And I am also so lazy. I don't know how that works, but you, <laughs> I just like, I'm like, how, how I never would slow down for months and months and months when I was living in Denver, especially once I moved into my own place, I was making plans like every single night. I don't think it was intentional, but I think subconsciously I wanted to like be around people or like I didn't, I never had plans. There was never anything like for mm-hmm. me to do at night. Cause I lived alone. There was nothing. I don't have plans. Like it's just me. And so I was just so busy. I always had something going on literally every single day. And I'm almost like glad that I hurt my ankle right before this, because it was like a very big, like stop to be like, you need to chill. You need to slow down. You need to just relax. Like you don't need to have something going on all the time. And when I was doing that, I was totally burnt out. Like that was obvious. I was spread Mm -hmm. so thin, like constantly had things going on, constantly was going from one thing to the next. And that's so easy to do in a city when you have friends close and you, it's so easy to be like, let's go get happy hour. Let's go to dinner. Let's whatever. It's so easy Mm -hmm. to just hit someone up and do that. But being back here, I've definitely had to not had to, it's just been so happen that I haven't had anything to do like every Mm -hmm. single night this is like one of the first nights I've had like a plan and this was just to record the episode (laughs) yeah I think partially it's that when it's so available to you you're you're like why not why not just make plans because I am actually like an introvert and I really need alone time yet I am feeling super burned out lately because I barely have a day to myself And that's just from living in the city and like being super close to people all around me. And then there's also so many things to do. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. And, oh, but also I feel like not only are you burnt out, but I feel like when you are going, going, going all the time, you just don't even have time to reflect as much. Oh, you don't have time to even Mm -hmm. like really be present in what's actually happening because you're always thinking about getting to the, the next, next thing. thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's like, so m- minuscule. People always say, Oh, if you're always looking forward to the next big thing, it's like, no, for me, I was like, 
okay, what do I have to do in an hour? Like all the mm-hmm. time I was like, okay, I have to do this thing. Then I have to do this thing. Like that's how my days used to be every single day. I say this, like, it's been so long. This was like literally two weeks ago, but <laughs> I think you're right. Like there's so many great things that come with slowing down, like take time to be present, be mindful, like reflect on what's going on in your life and think about the next steps you want to take. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I never had time to do that. Like every once in a while I would try to like think, but I never had time by myself. Yeah. And I think that it really encourages one reflection so that you can, you can explore maybe how you can improve. And then I think it also allows time to be creative. And I find that you've like, you've been much more creative lately in the past week or so than you have in months. Yeah. It also encourages you to understand what's important to you because you realize like, oh, I actually don't have to make time for any of these things or any of these people. Not that they're not important to you, but just that maybe you're the priority and that you take priority to make time with yourself before anyone else. Yeah. Like just taking time to be still, to be, I guess, in the moment. I was like trying not to say present, but really I'll get done with work and then I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go start dinner and I'm going to start cooking. And me and my mom have been cooking together every night, which is like so nice. And I'm just so thankful for something like that, where I can bond with her in a way. Like I didn't see her that often when I was Mm -hmm. living up in Denver or Fort Collins. And it's tedious to like, like you were saying before, to make meals for yourself every single day, when you're doing it for someone that you love or with someone that you love, it makes it a a process to bond it makes you really be involved in the cooking and not just be listening to you know a podcast or watching tv while you do it it's not just Mm -hmm. for substance but it's also like to bring people together I think just slow living in general is so good for your stress levels like I'm sure you can tell and anyone listening to this episode can tell that I'm just I feel like I have more energy and I feel Mm -hmm. like I have more like you said creativity I definitely like I was feeling really depressed for a few Mm -hmm. months where I was like I really really don't feel good like I don't feel good about anything I don't I'm not looking forward to anything like I just don't care and And, and there was a a bit of time in there though that you weren't really connecting with almost anyone like you would see me and we would connect when we would do podcast stuff but you weren't going out nearly as much at all because you're Mm -hmm. you're working pretty hard and I just feel like maybe that is a big factor of what's missing. I don't think that was the only thing, but connection is extremely important. Yeah. And I feel like now being around people, being around my family and like having the dogs here, like having an animal around definitely changes mm-hmm. things. It's just been different. And also huge thing. This is just obviously personal to me, but moving from a city to a place where, I mean, even just moving from an apartment to a place where you have like a yard, you just walk outside, like. I go outside five times during my work day. I just like go out to play with the dogs or like just literally walk around. And it's like, you clear your head, you get out into like nature. Like I used to walk out of my apartment and be on Spear Boulevard. And it's like, yeah. okay, like, I guess I'm outside, but like, it doesn't feel like it, you know, it's gross. It's hot. It smells disgusting. It's ugh. it's just like, not really, it's not the same, obviously. I didn't have a balcony there. So now I feel like that's easing my stress. I mean, it's scientifically proven that, being in nature relieves stress and 
makes you feel better. <laughs> um, yeah. and I've had so much more time to do things that we always talk about, you know, exercise, mindful, healthy eating. Like there's just so much with slowing down that I think we'd like to talk about in the future where we actually have an episode coming up about slow living and about meditation. It's one of the major things that can help mental health and it's for many reasons, but we will talk about that in a future episode. So yeah, it's good to look forward to that. So we were talking about saving money and how, because you're not around the city, you are spending less time going out with friends. So next we want to talk about the social life effects and the pros and the cons of that, because I think that this is the main thing that it affects besides your mental health. It really affects your social life a lot in both good ways and bad. Yeah. I think, especially if your parents live, like my parents live in a more rural area and not near where all of my friends live. And so I like, haven't really seen, I literally haven't seen any of my friends since I moved home. I don't think that's a quote unquote good thing, but I will tell you, (laughs) I have spent almost no money since I've lived out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like I've bought groceries a couple of times, but other than that, it definitely saves money. I think just the social life effects in general, it's like, you're not going out as much. You're not spending money. You're not going to bars. You're not going to restaurants. You're not going to happy hour. Like unless your parents live in the city, like if my parents lived in Denver, it wouldn't be that different, Mm -hmm. but they don't. And it's kind of a good thing. Like it is tough because I am someone who loves being social, but it's been good for me. I think Mm -hmm. overall. Yeah. You also don't, you won't spend money on Ubers because you'll never be able to Uber from where you live to the city. But I also wanted to say that I think even though you're a social person, I think it's really good to have a point in your life where you don't rely on having to be social to fulfill you and that you can figure out how to fulfill yourself and then use those social interactions as like a boost. Yeah. And I don't really think it's like a dependence type thing. I think Mm -hmm. it's more of like, I have such FOMO that whenever someone would ask me to hang out, I like, I felt like I couldn't say no because I wanted to see them. I wanted to hang out with this group of people or this person. Like for me, I weigh my alone time as more important than hanging out with people. Usually I will usually like cancel plans to just like hang out by myself. Whereas I feel like for you, it's even like hanging out with someone and hanging out with yourself is equal. Yeah. It's like, I just... I love being social. Like I'm, I'm super independent in a way of like, I don't need anyone really to, to feel fulfilled, but I'm like, that's pretty obvious, but, <laughs> um, like, but that's why I've been, alone that's why I've been single. You can almost start to be for me. Like you can start to be more intentional about the times that you're going to have with your friends. Like a lot of the times mm-hmm. things that I planned were just like that day. Like, what are you doing tonight? Let's go do this. Or like, what are you doing on this day we should try to get drinks or something. And it was just so spur of the moment a lot of times. And now it's like, I have to set up these specific times. And this is something you and I were talking about with the podcast. It was like, there would be so many nights where we'd be like, well, like, let's just record the next night or like, oh, this one thing came up. Like, let's just not, but with being far away from each other now, it's like, if we plan it, it's planned. I mean, not, I mean, you never know something could come up, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, like if I'm going to drive up there or vice versa, it's planned. And we're like, definitely going to do it. And it's going to be a very intentional time spent together. 
not that it wasn't before, but like, it's just so easy to take for granted all these people around you and all these conveniences. And now it's like, when you, I feel like I'm living much more intentionally in a lot of ways, but especially I think on my social life, it'll be, we'll see, you'll see that effect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that intentionality will help you be able to plan things for your own self. Like if you're like, okay, well, I have this plan with a friend on Thursday, which means that on Wednesday and Tuesday, I have to get this done for myself and spend a little time doing this instead of like, I'm kind of bored tonight. I guess I'll just go do this. It's like, you're kind of forced to schedule your own self-care time as well as time with friends. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, it's like a great time to start like building better habits and stuff like that. Because for me, a lot of times I would just like blow off the good habits that I wanted to build because, oh, well, I stayed out too late with my friends. Now I can't get up and work out this morning or I didn't get enough sleep. Now I need to like take a nap or I don't know, you know, it's just like random stuff that starts to snowball Mm -hmm. and with kind of taking a step back or even just putting more weight on a different part of your life. You know, there's kind of the triangle of like social life, self and like work or something like that. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, it's like, you can't give everything to all of them at once. And so I feel like one side's always going to be unbalanced, but I think it's good to like focus on different things during different seasons of your life. Another big part of the negative effects of living with your parents is that feeling that you are behind or that you're not on the life path that your friends are on and maybe you're falling behind. Totally. And I think that's like a super common feeling that comes when you move in with your parents or do anything that isn't like keeping up with people. I mean, I think we can both relate to that with, I'm sure, I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. know about you, but a lot of my friends or people that I know from, you know, school are getting married and having kids. And this is kind of that time, you know, late twenties when everyone starts getting married and everyone kind of starts taking these bigger, next bigger steps in life. And I think people who aren't there can sometimes start to feel behind and definitely moving in moving back in with your parents can feel like, oh my gosh, I'm taking a step back. And I definitely thought about that. Like I had a lot of people saying like, why don't you just like think about living with your parents or, you know, have you, have you considered that with money and every, with your financial situation? And I was like, I just don't know. Like I like my independence. I like living on my own. I like living in the city, et cetera, et cetera. But you just have to remember. And I know this is something that's said quite a lot, but everyone is doing it differently and there's nowhere that you're supposed to be at a certain time. And that's, I cannot be said enough. It cannot be said enough. Like I I can't stress enough that people, that you're not behind anybody. You're not ahead of anybody. People live their life at different paces. Nobody's on the same path just because society says that you should be on that path. And Mm -hmm. I know it's so much easier said than done to believe that, but I'm just like, I have to keep reminding myself. And this happens, this can happen to anybody. You don't have to be moving with your parents. Like all the time I'll see things on social media. I mean, listen back to our episode about seeing things on social media. Oh, like who wants to be an influencer? It's the episode Mm -hmm. called who wants to be an influencer. And we kind of talk about like seeing other people's lives on social media and thinking, you know, I wish I was at that point in my life, or I wish I had that job or blah, 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 blah. You think, when am I going to do that? You know? And it's like, you don't have to do any of those things. Like think about what you want to do. What is this doing for you? Like for me, this move is actually going to set me ahead in my specific life plans and my specific life goals, because I'm going to be able to get out of debt sooner. It doesn't mean I'm ahead of anybody else or behind anybody else, because I'm not in a race with anybody. No one's in a race to get to the finish line of life. I mean, 
Yeah. Like everyone's always like, I want to do this thing and this thing and this thing, but nobody wants to get older. This actually reminds me of the movie I just watched. I went to the movie theater for the first time in like two years since COVID. I saw the movie Pig. Have you heard anything about that? He's like, this is my, this is my wreck for the week. Movie theater. My wreck wreck for the week is go to a movie theater. It's crazy. I don't know if you've ever been to one. They're like these, uh, they're really tall rooms where they play movies and the seats are pretty comfy. They also can give you popcorn sometimes. Anyways, I saw the movie Pig. Have you heard anything about that movie? No. It's with Nick Cage. It's a drama. I don't want to give too much away, but basically he's a a chef who used to be extremely famous. And then he went to go live by himself in the woods with a pig and never speak to anyone for the next 15 years. And it's super good. Probably my favorite movie that I've seen this year. So his pig gets stolen and he has to go into the city with this guy who drives a fancy Corvette and has all these nice clothes. He has to go into the city to try and look for his pig. And he looks a mess. Like he, he's, he never showers really. He showers in the river. His hair is long. His beard is long, all that stuff. He um, has some blood on his face and he's been beaten around a little. And when people realize that he's this famous chef, they go, oh my God. And their whole demeanor changes. They treat this person who they just treated like, you know, dirt, basically. They start treating him like he's a God because he used to be so famous. And he just doesn't take any of it and just kind of rejects this idea of reputation and what it means to be, to have status at all. I just, it really like spoke to me because I think like you kind of, like you have a reputation that other people put on you, but it's very specific to what other people put on you. And you you can't really control it. Yes, you can do good things to hopefully be successful. But if you really think about it, it doesn't really matter because in the end, you won't be able to control it. Whereas if you really like take stock in what you think of yourself and what you want for yourself and just do exactly what makes you happy, which in this case, what made him happy was living in the woods for 15 years alone. The main idea of the movie to me is that you should be more focused on what makes you happy than the reputation that you have and establishing and maintaining that reputation because ultimately you don't have any control of it. So the one thing that you do have control of doing exactly what you want to do is going to be healthier. A hundred percent. Like I completely agree with that. I love that you said that it's all about what makes you happy and not about the reputation. Because if you think about it, like I am always thinking something like, well, I really want to make something of myself. I want to make a name for myself, whatever. Like I want to do X, Y, and Z to, to make sure that I, I feel like what I was doing was important. And ultimately it literally doesn't matter because if you're not doing what you love, if you're not happy, what, what's even the point? And so I think when you, when you're feeling like you're behind or like you aren't on the same path as your friends or other people you see on social media, it's just so important to be like, those people are also wishing for something else. Those people are also going through something hard. I just think it's important to remember that even the people who look like they're doing the thing you wish you were doing, or who look like they're on the path ahead of you, or like they're doing things in life that you wish you were doing. They're also 
thinking that they aren't doing the right thing or that they're, they're questioning things about their life or they're going through something hard or, or they want to be somewhere else. They want to be somewhere else in life. Exactly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. not always ahead or behind. It's just, they're, they're looking to be somewhere else just like you are, because a lot of times people are unsatisfied with their situation. It's hard to not be when you see so much about where you could be, what you could be doing. And I don't know. So it, I think just destigmatizing the idea that if you move in with your parents, you're like a failure, like thing. it's just like not the case. It's just not true. So I think that it's more important overall to focus on yourself. Like I said, and when you're moving back in with your parents and you are feeling like maybe you are a little bit behind, it's important to focus on keeping a good headspace over thinking about what other people are thinking of you. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's, that's a hard thing for me is like, even, even recording this episode is vulnerable because I think not, not a lot of people know that I was moving home and some people knew, but you know, even when I was at work last week or whatever, a couple weeks ago, and I was saying that I was moving, everyone's like, Oh, where are you moving to? And I was like, Oh, I'm like moving in with my parents. It just sounds, there's a stigma around it. You know, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't in, in America, apparently it's like not that uncommon in other countries, but of course in America, they're like, if you're not on your own struggling and in debt, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Bullshit. Right. Yeah. First of all, like we just talked about, you know, understanding that you're on your own path, it's not anybody else, but also remembering that this is temporary, like, especially if you're moving back in for a specific reason that, you know, it's like, you're not going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. You were on your own and you know, you can do that. You know, I think it's good to also have like a date sort of, and you don't have to keep that date. Like I, I know that you were like, I want to move back home for a year, whether or not it's like exactly going to be a year or whatever. I think it's really good to be like, I want to move out by next insert month there because yeah, it lo- it helps you have something to look forward to. And then you can, you're like, okay, this time really is finite. So how can I appreciate it? Because you're not going to have some of the benefits that you have at your parents' house forever. Oh, 100%. I love that you said that the time is finite. Like you might think like, oh, this is so terrible. This is like not where I want to be. This is not where I'm supposed to be, but it is temporary. Like you said, you can always set a date. And I think doing that is not just to be like, I'm counting down the days or something like that's really not the case, at least not for me, but it's, it's something that says like, okay, I have this much time left to do X, Y, and Z. What were my goals? You know, remind yourself what you're working towards, remind yourself the goals of why you did this thing. And this could be, this could apply to anything, but when you're in a situation that is uncomfortable or that maybe just doesn't feel good all the time, everything's temporary. And you just have to think like, okay, during this time, what can I be learning? What can I be accomplishing? What habits can I be forming? What can you you be appreciating? Yeah, exactly. What, what are you getting to do during this time that you can't do once it's over? Mm -hmm. Even if that's like a super hard time that you're going through, it's like, okay, what lessons am I learning right now that I might take for granted later or took for Mm -hmm. granted before? It's like, there's just so much to be said for, like we've talked about being mindful, being present, slowing down, reflecting on the situation that you're in and and where you want to what you want to get out of it and yeah. what, what, how you can grow from it basically, because it doesn't have to be like how you can further yourself, how you can do this, this, and this. You don't always have to be becoming better and getting further. It's like, you can just say like, what lessons am I learning? You know, how am mm-hmm. I, how is this teaching me something? How can I grow from this, you know, and evolve? Exactly. And although, yeah, you definitely don't always have to be working on stuff. If you are like, I do want to use this time to work on stuff or like after you ha- slow down and feel like 
you're kind of getting used to things. It could be really good to remind yourself what you're working towards by setting actual goals of what you want to accomplish in that time. Right. You know, like saying like, okay, by the end of this month or, you know, by the end of the time that I'm living here, I want to establish a workout routine or start a project or like finish a project or whatever, you know, and having those goals, I think can it, once you like see the progress that you're making, because you do have all this extra time and motivation, I think that can really help because another problem that I had living with my parents was that I felt like my mom would just do so much for me. Like she would cook for me and do my dishes, even though like I didn't ask her to do that. She just did it. Right. Did all this stuff for me. And I think I felt like, okay, I just feel so not self-sufficient. Yeah. And so what you really need to do is kind of take control of that time and be as sufficient as possible and establish that respect between you and your parents so that they know that, you know, you're using this time to be self-sufficient, even though it is a regression to high school. Like you, there's a lot to be said about setting boundaries with your parents. And I think that's something that you're going to have to learn how to do in this time, because they might still see you in some way as the person you were in high school, you know? Right. No, a hundred percent. And I think like, that's something that I'm already like, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not thinking that I have anything to prove. Like, I don't think I need to be like, well, I need to do this thing so that they don't see me in this way. I just think it's about like when something like that does come up or you, you catch them doing something that you're like, I'm not a kid, you know, and I, and I am an independent adult even though I'm living here, like I'm, I've been living on my own for X amount of years. And I think it's totally important to set those boundaries, continue to live an independent life, like do your own thing. You know, it doesn't need to be all of a sudden they're taking care of you and then they're your, you know, your child again. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's totally important to set boundaries and just establish, like establish a new relationship. And I think because both of you are in a space where the last time you were in this situation, you were the child and they were the parent. And now that's not the case. You know, it's not, I mean, it's not the case that you're like Mm. under their rule or, you know, like it was before. It's not the same. They're not your provider or guardian anymore. And so it's, it's more of establishing a relationship of like being equals and having mutual respect. And I think that's a huge thing to establish Mm. to keep that good headspace. Yeah. And, and also on the other side of it, you, you are still living in the house. So there, there is something to be said about like the respect that they deserve for giving you that space. So by establishing a new relationship where you feel like a close bond with them, it's just not what it was before. I think that's how you can create like a healthy, a healthy space for yourself at your parents' Mm -hmm. house. I definitely think so. Like in my situation, I'm like paying a small amount of rent to live here. And I think that that's like, that's not something that everyone does or that doesn't have to be the case. But for me, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to be just like reloading here. That's just my own personal thing. Like I'm not used to that at all. And I want to be contributing and I obviously do things around the house to contribute and all, all this sort of thing, because I'm an adult, like I get done working and I start making dinner. I don't need to be asked to do that. There's something needs to be picked up from the store and I just go get it because I don't need to be asked to do that because I'm, I'm an adult and I do those things for myself anyway. Like I'm already in such a mode of taking care of things that I don't need to be asked to do something. And I think that's 
what a lot of people would find. It's like, once you've lived on your own, it's not like you're just going to be lounging around your parents and be like, you need to come do this. You need to come clean your room, like whatever, because it's like, you're probably already taking care of those things the way you would if you lived on your own, or right. at least, at least I am. I mean, maybe that's mm-hmm. not the case with everybody, but I just think, yeah, you're right. It's important to like develop that new relationship. And I, and I think like parents get it, you know, they're like, we, it's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like that time hasn't passed. It's not like they haven't seen you in your new state and in your new like independence, but I think it is easy for anybody to, mm-hmm. to get back into a physical environment and regress into like certain yeah I mean because like I know that my parents like sometimes when I'm with them they'll be like you love xyz and I'll be like I did yeah when I was 15 I'm 26 now so no actually I don't like that anymore and I would appreciate if you stop making decisions based off of something I used to love 10 years ago right exactly and I think that's hard because once you move out they don't see these same things anymore and they don't have as much information about you anymore basically Mm -hmm. so they actually don't really know you as well Mm -hmm. and it's also your job to show them right and vice versa like you don't know them that well anymore Mm -hmm. they're not the exact same like you can't make snap judgments about their they might be like this or like this you know Mm -hmm. it's like they might not be like that at all you have no idea so I think it's just important to give each other the space and the respect and just be in a situation of two like multiple independent adults living together Mm-hmm. That being said, I mean, if uh, you're in that situation right now, good luck to you. I think good you could, luck. <laughs> you, you could use that damn good luck. Any anything else you want to add? No, I think we're good. We're gonna wrap it up. You guys know where to find us on Instagram at mm-hmm. So Good So Far Podcast. You can find me at Nicole Pilgrim. You can find me at Jackie's Attic. Oh my gosh, go ahead. (laughs) An announcement. (laughs) We have an announcement. We literally just made a TikTok. We have exactly zero posts. But one follower, and it's me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even follow it. it, Jackie. Jackie's like, follow us. I don't, but you should. (laughs) I don't, but that doesn't mean that you should. Don't learn from my example. Learn from Nicole's. She's a much better role model. Um, yeah, so follow us on TikTok. We're gonna be posting a bunch of cute videos. Mm-hmm. It's the same and... at it's so good so far podcast. Mm-hmm. Next week we're gonna be talking about slow living a little more and diving deep into that. Uh, and also thank you for continuing to listen after our break. We should be okay to be back more consistently. Yeah, we'll keep you guys posted. We just want to keep you guys on your toes, keep things <laughs> you know, fun and exciting. You never know when we're going to post, but when we do, it's yeah. exciting. And also I'm right outside your house. Yeah. So surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't open your front door. We're here. It's been so, so good, good so, so far. far. So, I go so slow. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so we're going to end it. <laughs> okay. Bye. It wouldn't be a recording without me chugging water. <laughs> well, and then, next and then burping. Burp. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. I'm such an embarrassment to the podcast. <laughs>